the final day of the month. Examine yourselves, and only then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For all who eat and drink without discerning the body, eat and drink judgment against themselves. 1 Corinthians 11, verses 28 through 29. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. Today we engage in end-of-the-month self-evaluation. The passage from 1 Corinthians quoted above has often been misunderstood as a warning against receiving Holy Communion. Paul does this statement after criticizing the Corinthians' practice at the common meal. But his concern is that their malpractice reflected a failure to understand what it is to be a community of faith in which each one cares for and about all the others. Their selfishness while at table created a situation in which the poor, who arrived late after a hard day of work, found that all of the food at the evening meal had already been eaten by the affluent. Paul asserted that this betrayed the fact that the congregation at Corinth did not discern what it means to be the body of Christ. Therefore, profound self-examination was in order. Our communion practices are quite different, but the need for periodic self-evaluation is no less necessary in other areas of our lives. The final day of the month provides a convenient schedule for such examination, found in today's order below. This day can be an occasion for fasting or abstinence for those who have no illnesses that forbids such practices. Fasting may mean foregoing food and drink, except for water and perhaps juices, for part of a day or an entire day. Abstinence may mean being a vegetarian for a day, if ordinarily you are not. Such practices are ways of indicating to God our seriousness about self-discipline. In addition, fasting reveals how much time and attention we normally give to food. The time not used for these activities today can be devoted to prayer and to the kind of extended self-examination suggested below. Finally, fasting enables us to identify with those who are perpetually hungry. Many Christians contribute to the poor the money saved when not eating. Because Sunday perpetually commemorates the resurrection of the Lord, the church is taught that the Lord's Day can never be a fasting day. When Sunday is the closing a day of the month, Saturday or Monday may be used as a fast day instead. It has also been the custom to exclude fasting throughout the entire great 50 days, from Easter Day through the day of Pentecost. Those who cannot or prefer not to fast may find other ways to make this a distinctive day at the close of every month, such as by giving up watching television, or social media, or maybe taking on a task, such as an extra time of Bible reading or or edifying literature. Because no form of self-examination can be devised that fits everyone, you will undoubtedly wish to evaluate yourself in areas not listed below. Therefore, follow this order. Uh, You're encouraged to write um, and reflect and meditate. Um, You'll also find the words uh, to the examination on our Facebook page. Opening prayer. Give me honesty and integrity, O Lord, that I may carefully probe both my actions and my motivations with a view to reforming those that are in need of remedy. Help me to put aside self-deception and defensiveness, and to acknowledge that I am indeed a sinner, yet one who knows the power of grace and covets the joy of transformation. Search me and know my heart, and lead me in the way everlasting, through Christ who died for our sins and rose for our justification. Amen.
Psalm 96, verses 1 through 9. Sing God a brand new song. Earth and everyone in it, sing. Sing to God. Worship God. Shout the news of his victory from sea to sea. Take the news of his glory to the lost, news of his wonders to one and all. For God is great and worth a thousand hallelujahs. His furious beauty puts the other gods to shame. Pagan gods are mere tatters and rags. God made the heavens. Royal splendor radiates from him. A powerful beauty sets him apart. Bravo, God, bravo. Everyone join in the great shop. Encore in awe before the beauty, in awe before the might. Bring gifts and celebrate. Bow before the beauty of God. Then to your knees, everyone worship. From the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 12 through 24. Then his brothers went to pasture their father's flock in Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send you to them. And he said to him, I will go. Then he said to him, Go now and see about the welfare of your brothers and the welfare of the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. A man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field, and the man asked him, What are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing the flock. Then the man said, They have moved from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. When they saw him from a distance, and before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. They said to another, Here comes the dreamer. Now then, come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits, and we will say a wild beast devoured him. Then let us see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands and said, Let us not take his life. Reuben further said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into the pit that is in the wilderness, but do not lay hands on him, that he might rescue him out of their hands and to restore him to his father. So it came about when Joseph reached to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the very colored tunic that was on him, and they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the pit was empty without any water in it. From 1 Corinthians 1, verses 20 through 31. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to those who believe. For indeed Jews ask for a sign, and Greeks search for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, to Jews a stumbling block and the Gentiles foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, and the base things of the world, and the despised God has chosen, the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, just as it is written, let him who boast, boast in the Lord.
from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 14 through 28. Now, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he was going along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and went away to follow him. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, What business do you have here with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. Throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. They were all amazed, so that they debated among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Immediately the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district of Galilee. These the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Self-examination In the month now ended, to what extent have I identified God's work in my life in making me more compassionate toward the needs of individuals? in giving me resolve to do what I can to remedy the deep ills of society, particularly all forms of abuse and exploitation that demean God's daughters and sons, in giving me greater spiritual discernment while at prayer, particularly in the study of the scriptures. Have I prayed earnestly for peace and given thanks for all who seek to bring it about? How have I worked toward it in my own community in my own family? To what extent have I worked to preserve and protect the physical world around me by conserving its resources and refraining from those practices which upset its delicate balances of life? To what extent have I, during this past month, participated in the ministries of the congregation to which I belong or of other religious groups within my community? How have I supported those in sorrow, pain, and confusion, and others who are distraught, those who have suffered from natural disasters. What support have I given to new members in the congregation, particularly to those who at their baptism I promised, together with the whole people of God in this place, to nurture and undergird with prayer? Am I more aware now than before of the extent of the church across the whole earth and of the many problems faced by fellow Christians? Have I been faithful in both the private and public worship of God? In the long range, looking beyond the month just ended, what growth do I see in my walk with God across the years? What threats to committed discipleship have I overcome? What threats still challenge me?
What growth in grace do I wish to achieve in the future? Have I remembered to give thanks to God for all progress I see and to seek earnestly from God the power to follow more fully? Prayer for the Close of Self-Examination O God, mercifully forgive the wrong I've done and the good I've neglected to do. But let not your forgiveness be used by me as an excuse to continue in my old ways. Rather, let your kindness alter what I am and do. Restore in me the image of yourself with which you endowed me at creation. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Christ, have mercy upon me, a penitent. Lord, have mercy upon me and make me whole. Amen. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer by Ruth Ritchie from the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2022. Let the pride of the powerful surrender to love. Let the prejudice of the privileged surrender to love. Let the dark corners of our hearts surrender to love. Let the cold of our uncaring ways surrender to love. Let the brokenness of our estrangement surrender to love. Let the blindness of our ignorance surrender to love. Let us surrender all to love as we pray to the Holy One who encompasses all creation with love. Amen. The full version of the Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Receive this benediction from a 13th century Sarum liturgy. God be in your head and in your understanding. God be in your eyes and in your looking. God be in your mouth and in your speaking. God be in your heart and in your thinking. God be at your end and at your departing. Amen.